welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, welcome to Positively West Virginia. Every week we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country. For those of you joining us for the first time, welcome. We're so glad you're tuning in on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And for those of you who are regulars, thank you guys for supporting our podcast as we're now in our third year. We really appreciate your support and just want to say you guys are awesome. We really appreciate that. Uh, When we first started this podcast back in 2017, one of the things that we wanted to do was to encourage our listeners each week with these inspirational business stories. And I really do feel like we're, uh, we're touching a nerve with a lot of people out there. So that's really cool. I see so many positive things happening in West Virginia business every day that a lot of people never hear about. My team at Interaction Media is working to change that with this podcast so that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great career and business opportunities. I believe they're right here in our state. We want to encourage people to stay here and build great companies here in West Virginia. All of our guests are people who are really getting that done as well. And I'm convinced we can learn a lot from their experiences and their stories. This week, I'm excited. We've got a really neat guest lined up for you. We're going to visit with Sandy Giuliani and her company, Whippoorwill Woods and Waters. Sandy, are you ready to get down to business? Absolutely, Jim. Let's do it. All right. That's that's so cool. I'm I'm excited to have you on our podcast to to uh, you know share with our audience your story this week. Sandy Giuliani is the owner of Whippoorwill Woods and Waters, located in Morgantown, West Virginia. Of course, that's in Montegalia County. Whippoorwill is an art- artisan gift shop and teaching studio located in the historic Seneca Center. Uh, that's right down in the downtown area uh, off of Beechhurst Avenue in Morgantown. Displaying their amazing space are more than 70 artisans and major, and the majority of those are from West Virginia, and many are juried Tamarack members. She also has uh, her own creations in this 3,000 beautiful square foot space uh, with a beautiful gated outdoor deck addition that borders the Caperton Rail Trail. Whippoorwill Woods and Waters opened on August 3rd, 2019. So Sandy's company is a very, uh, very much a startup, a, a relatively new company, uh, less than a year. And I love that, that, uh, that about this story. And they continue to grow and serve their customers with unique nature-inspired creations, as they say, from forest to the sea. I invited Sandy onto the show today to talk about her company, to share her story, and to give our audience some valuable insight into her business in West Virginia. Sandy, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that brief introduction, and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your company. Absolutely, Jim. I'd be happy to. Um, When I first came to the Seneca Center, I noticed that uh, the historical quality of it, and I actually began with a cleaning business here because when I 
sort of retired from 30 years of the wood business, uh, supervision and mm -hmm. uh, working with people, working with OSHA, like my, my days were long and 60 hour weeks. And so when I did move to West Virginia, I didn't want to, or to Morgantown, I really didn't want to start over. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I, I felt I put in my years. And so I started a cleaning company and was asked to do some cleaning here at the Seneca Center. And um, I just needed a no-brainer job, I guess, to just fill my days. Mm. So when I came here, um, I was in the Montessori school. And I walked in, and there was these beautiful sun-filled windows and just this beautiful area. And I'm like, you know, about four years ago, I had this vision that I wanted to do um a gift shop an artisan shop mm. and the woman that was in here she's like well you know we're probably going to be relocating because we're growing mm. and i'm like bingo so <laughs> i actually waited for um them to relocate she let me know you know when the time was right and i started trying to find the artisans and looking up people and just kind of making my way wow, so, so cool. um being a specialty mall, I knew I needed to do something special. So mm -hmm. um, I know they expect special things when they walk through these doors. And I feel that with the artisans I have, we don't disappoint them. Mm. Um, we have nearly 3,000 square feet, which is massive. Yeah, and it, we have artisans, you know, we do have from across the United States. I put out these particular niches and offered them to locals. Um, if that wasn't taken and the niche wasn't filled, that's when I did go outside of the state, but I did try to stay West Virginia, um, yeah. for the, for the most part. Yeah. That's, and that's really cool. So, yeah. So Sandy, I, I mean, what, what, I mean, obviously you started this cleaning business, so you had an entrepreneurial, um, idea there, right? And then you saw uh -huh. this other opportunity. What, what, you know, how did you get, um, get into this line of work? In other words, the the art shop or the uh, artisan shop. In other words, you said, you know, you had this vision about a year ago. How, how did that uh, come to be? How did, what got you into this? Well, actually I'm an artisan myself. Okay. Of many materials. Yeah. yeah talk and, a little bit. Talk about that for a minute. Okay. Um, I actually, uh, create concrete structures, of uh, leaf castings. I make like the fountains and bird bath mm -hmm. and I love anything water affiliated. So I do try to make a lot of those. I do, uh, like the hyper tufa pots, um, mosaic window art, wind chimes. Um, I'm a woodworker at heart, of course, after 30 years being in the wood business and I do macrame. I love gardening. So there's a lot of plants involved. One of the reasons I wanted to deck outside because we are going to be bringing in uh, plants and a lot of uh, vegetable plants for people to actually learn. We're going to bring in teachers since we have a teaching facility mm -hmm. to let people know how to incorporate everything that we have here. If you don't know how to use what we have here, there is someone that's going to be here to teach you how. Okay. You mentioned that you were in the wood business. T talk a little bit about that background because I, I don't know that aspect of it. I'm sure that would be interesting for our, our audience to uh, to hear that story. 
Uh, sure. When I I lived in Randolph County, and mm-hmm. there is the Bruce Hardwood sure. uh, flooring business that is now Armstrong. Yep. So I started there, and I put in about twenty six years, and I was actually the first um, woman lumber inspector. You know, hard hat, steel toe boots, and all. Mm-hmm. And um, I did that for about eight years. I was in supervision. I um, got into all aspects that they had. I was safety director. I got into uh, the nicotine cessation program and designed that. Went to the governor's uh, convention in Charleston and uh, designing that program. So there was just a lot of love that I had for anything made of wood, the, I, you know, from making my own products to helping others, you know, mm create things I always loved creating things and it's like I always saw the beauty that can be made from something else like I was the person that saw the chair along the highway and picked it up because I could refurbish it (laughs) one of those deals yeah I love that and that I think that really kind of connects the dots with your with your background in wood and and being an artisan now you you've kind of combined those two things and and here you are in Morgantown so you know, I think about um, what you're doing. You have you have classes and you have things that are available for you know to buy. Obviously, your gift shop, an artisan gift shop. What what is your thirty second pitch for Whipper Will Woods and Waters? In other words, what is it that you tell people that you do? Um, what I do is I love to bring in the artisans that are closeted, the ones that don't believe in themselves that don't feel their products are something that others would want. And I have had numerous people that I have pulled in and now they are flourishing. Mm. They are within my shop. They are the vendor shows downtown. They are across the state. They sign up for all these things. It's like they just needed someone to tell them they were good to, Mm. to, let them know that it, that somebody wanted their products. Wow. And in, you know, in that case, too, there's a lot of people that I've brought out that normally wouldn't teach. So mm. I've encouraged them to teach classes. And now we have sold out classes twice a week. Mm. And we um, bring out our, our motto is it's, you know, the Whipperwell seed bed because we plant ideas and cultivate artisans. So Hmm. we really like to train people and bring out their true inner artisan and let them know they are worthy of what they do. They are worthy of showing their wares and gifts. And everyone is an artisan, I feel, Hmm. in some aspect. Hmm. Hmm. Well, obviously, there has to be some some truth to that, right? You can't just, uh, you know, prop people up and make them feel good about themselves. So you have a, an eye for curating these really good quality (laughs) pieces and everything. So I think that's, that's kind of the takeaway that I have for there. Uh, what, what is the thing that you would say that you're most excited about for your, for your company Whipperwell right now? Um, not only are we an artisan, uh, gift shop, mm-hmm. but I've also incorporated, I think even food vendors, uh, when they make their products are artisans, uh, these people that do honey businesses, the mm-hmm. jams, the jellies, um, the popcorns, 
Uh, so we do have a whole food section and we also have an outdoor section that we will utilize as I'm putting in a self-serve coffee shop. Mm. We'll utilize the uh, restaurant Hill and Hollow across the hall and they are going to do like pepperoni rolls, cinnamon rolls. And what we want to do eventually is we're catering to, since the running trail is right behind us, mm-hmm. we'd like to cater to that crowd. And we will have a back deck where they can come off the trail. They can come in, get a cold drink, and look around, you know, at, at the artisan's pieces. But at the same time, mm. just kind of relax and have a relaxing atmosphere for them as well. That's very cool. And not, like I said, I've not, not been to your shop, but I've been to the Seneca Center a gazillion times, you know. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a wonderful old building the the former home of Seneca Glass and and it's also home to a lot of um, unique specialty shops like you kind of talked about and I like the fact that you're partnering and collaborating with some of the other merchants there and I think of um, you know I'm just thinking off the top of my head places like uh, presenting the soap opera and Walmsley Cycles those stalwart Morgantown companies that have been in that space for years and years and years and here you are you know, just less than a year old. What's it like to be in a space like that and to collaborate with uh, long-term, uh, you know, retailers and specialty niche companies like that uh, in that space? Actually, we have a groundbreaking uh, news, a press release that we will be putting out. Um, I have wondered why they haven't collaborated more Mm -hmm. um, together. Mm -hmm. And I found out that the original owner of this building was the original farmer's market person. And the original farmer's market was in this parking lot. Oh, wow. And that being said, I talked to all the merchants and we are hoping the last weekend of April or the first weekend of May, we are reigniting as a group and we are bringing back the market at Seneca. Wow, that's very cool. So we will bring in, um, we will have some food vendors. The restaurants themselves will be food vendors, but we will bring in the fresh vegetables, and we're going to actually bring back, since we they were the originators of that. Hmm. And we are going to kick that off where each merchant will have a table out there, we'll have guest tables, Uh, We'll bring in other artisans, and of course, since I have all the artisans that I do, uh, we'll have a rotating basis, and they can actually show their wares and demonstrations, Hmm. and we will be bringing that back shortly. That sounds great. What's the geographic market that you currently serve? In other words, where are your customers coming from? Um, I believe we get a lot of people from the Coliseum. Um, on game days, um, we not so much are we college students, mm-hmm. but their parents. We get a lot of word of mouth, and we, of course, are with the uh, Tourism Bureau. So that being said, we have a lot of out-of-staters that show up. We have a lot of out-of-towners, and hmm. it's mainly word of mouth ladies groups that uh, visit like the tea shop upstairs and the geographics are amazing because I usually, you know, when people come in, 
I ask them if they want help. I talk to them and I usually ask them if they're local because we promote our classes a lot that way. If they are local, we explain, mm-hmm. you know, what we have to offer here. Yeah, that's great. How many employees do you have? I'm it. I am the one and only <laughs> and it's a very large space. Yeah. yeah. So um, I do have uh, a couple girls that do come in and help out during busy times mm-hmm. and um, are also artisans here. Yeah, that's that's very cool, and it's like you said, you you know you're growing and you're you're expanding, so that uh, that opportunity uh, may exist down the road where you're uh, you're going to be bringing some folks on. Sandy, what uh, what would you say has been your? I mean, obviously you've just been the doors have been open since August. What would you say is your best business moment so far? Um, my best business moment, I believe, was. Hmm. Probably when I cut that red ribbon. (laughs) (laughs) You're open for business, right? I'm open for business. And um, standing back and seeing, because we had to refurbish uh, the whole entire premises because it was a Montessori school. We knocked down Mm -hmm. walls, you know, and everything was neon yellow, which was very hard to cover up with gray paint. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, and I was working, I worked the month of June, or the month of July, excuse me, pretty much by myself. I painted the whole inside and and actually uh, had two of the people that work in the building to knock down walls. So it was a very limited crew Mm -hmm. that did a very, a large amount of work in a very short time to get me in here. Yeah. That's, that's gotta be pretty, that that was a good time though. That cutting the ribbon. Yes. That was a good time. Rewarding for sure. It sounds what, what about, uh, you know, I always like to talk about the flip side of that, which is your worst business moment. I think there's a lot that could be learned from some tough times even though you've only been in business you know less than a year what's uh what's that worst business moment look like take us back to that place and tell that story uh, the worst i would say it was more of a personal moment mm-hmm. versus a business moment mm-hmm. and it was i'm a runner at heart mm-hmm. i'm i'm foremost And I was used to doing all of the summertime runs and I was in here and I was working and I looked out because I can see, you know, I said the trail right outside the door and there was this group of people, you know, they were running and then more and more. And I'm like, what in the world, where are all these people coming from? Like there was hundreds of people and I realized I had missed the Jim Dunn run and I was signed up for it Oh my! (laughs) and things got so hectic that I I realized that I missed that. Wow. Well, you know, that's the part of the sacrifice of being an entrepreneur and a small business owner, right? Exactly. Sometimes sometimes (laughs) not only do things pass, pass you by, they often pass you by right in front of your eyes, right? Absolutely. The world goes around you for a while. And that was kind of hard to to deal with. No doubt. I have signed up for the Morgantown one, and I'm committed to making sure I make time for myself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Sandy, I want to take a second just to mention some of the sponsors that we have for Positively West Virginia. And they are the State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. The financial support we receive from these companies allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. Our guest today, once again, is Sandy Giuliani, and she is the owner of Whippoorwill 
Woods and Waters, based in Morgantown, West Virginia. Sandy, I'd like to get back into it. What is the vision that you have for Whippoorwill Woods and Waters long term? Uh, Long term is like I explained, I want to bring the Seneca Center back to life. Mm. Um, That is my goal. I've talked to um, Andrea Antion, who is with the uh, West Virginia Tourism Bureau Mm -hmm. and Visit Mountaineer Mm -hmm. Country, Mm -hmm. and we are getting, she is assisting me in helping uh, Seneca be recognized again for what it was. This is a beautiful building. It's a historical site. It needs the life breathed back into it mm. by the merchants. And we have every niche covered. And people don't realize that because there were a lot of empty spaces for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And now to be told, you are what we needed. That was a very eye-opening thing because I was like the last of the niches. And so we want to get the Seneca Center back on the map as a whole. And I know that we want to, we have the running store here and um, the bike store. And so a lot of people stopped in for that. So we want to kind of unite because... Mm we're all interconnected we are we are very interconnected um when a you know when a customer goes to one place they are always told about the other merchants yeah you know there's there's not a competitive feel here it's more everybody's united and that's a great thing that is a great thing what's one of the biggest challenges that you face right now the biggest challenges is being the only person here Uh, of Mm -hmm. course with a new company that's pretty much par for the course um challenges with the foot traffic the weather has not been complimentary for us this year Mm -hmm. (laughs) for for the season and i think just getting just getting everybody on track and my four years of beating my head against the wall and knowing what I wanted to do and finally being able to do it and being in a rush to do everything. Like it was four years of building and then all of a sudden it's here and everything is in a rush. So, you know, it's hard to make time and it's hard to remember you have to make time for yourself also. And that's something I have to remember. Putting first things first. Absolutely. What's, What's one piece of advice, Sandy, that you would give to young business owners, particularly uh, artisans, okay, um, mm-hmm. or even even entrepreneurs thinking about opening up a shop or a small business? What's one piece of advice you would give them? Um, I think not to compare yourself. If you keep comparing yourself, you're going to fail Mm. because there's always somebody that has more, that can do more, that has more resources. And you need to remember, just do you Mm. just to be able to keep in your own, you know, stay centered and do what you can do, not look around and think if I can just do this like them. And if I could just do this like them, just be yourself. Yeah, that's great advice. It kind of reminds me of uh, the concept of live your life, not theirs. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What's one thing you do every day, Sandy, that you think contributes to your success? 
Um, I am all about positive affirmations. Hmm. I'm all about meditating. I'm all about praying. So there's not one thing that I do. There's a multitude of things that I do as a daily routine um, before I ever walk out the door. So those things keep me grounded. They keep me centered because Mm -hmm. it's a lot. Business, any running any business is a lot. Mm -hmm. And if I don't stay centered, I'm, I'm, you know, once you lose control, I think this early in the game, you're not coming back. So get off the rails. (laughs) Yeah, definitely just to stay centered. Yeah. What's one resource you use in your, in your business that you just can't live without maybe a piece of software or something like that? Um, of course, Facebook. We all use Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all my mm-hmm. advertising is through Facebook with mm-hmm. my classes, the videos. You know, that's mm-hmm. even on my business card. That's where I send everybody is to mm-hmm. Facebook. Um, I know there's a lot of other social avenues and networking out there, which I'm learning along the way. Um, with the job I had, I didn't need to stay up on things, I guess. And mm-hmm. Facebook was about the only thing that was used. Mm-hmm. So um, that and and as I said, with the tourism bureau, I'm learning a lot, and and that has helped us immensely. Yeah. So I think with that, we're we're really going to get back on the map as a whole. And uh, I have a hard time just thinking about myself and my store when there's all these merchants that I think need to come together. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, it's kind of like the uh, the rising tide lifts all boats kind of concept is what you're talking about there. Exactly, where, where, exactly. You know, you, you know one, one store, one one company can be good, but if you are working in, in, you know, in unison, so to speak, all striving for the same thing and serving people and, you know, bringing a great experience to the retail shopping um, customer, uh, then you can uh, you can all be great, not just good, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm I, I they kind of kid me because I'm a lot. There's two restaurants, you know, the tea mm-hmm. shop and mm-hmm. then Hill and Hollow, and I'm kind of like their waiting room. <laughs> you know, like they're busy. They're like, well, go downstairs. You know, just you know, go go check out. And I get you know every time they walk through the door, it's like, well, Lisa sent me or. Or chips sent me from the bike store. My bike's being worked on. Or yeah. you know, it's I'm always getting the feedback of who's actually sending them to me. You mm-hmm. know, and it, mm-hmm. it's wonderful when everybody works together like that. And I in turn do the same thing. But I also think that uh, you're onto something with you know with tourism, uh, because you know the Seneca Center as a shopping area could be a destination. You're your business is a destination, you know, and thinking about that, it's, tourism is not just about, you know, um, places to eat and things to see. It's also about things to do. Right. And so right. being a destination is, is an important component of, of tourism. And, uh, I think what you're, you're onto something there with, uh, kind of leveraging the tourism aspect. I think that's really cool. Thank you. Yeah. What's, uh, I wanted to talk, um, just a little bit more about the classes, uh, in the, in the, in the types of classes that you offer. If you could just give us a quick rundown of some of the things that, that you're doing with, with regard to, is it, in other words, is it painting? Is it drawing? Is it woodworking? If you could just maybe talk a little bit about that. Uh, sure. Um, some of the artisans that are here teach, and then I also bring in outside teachers. Um, we have it in the evenings. And um, we just had an acrylic canvas pour uh, and a jewelry creation. 
Um, let's see what's on our list. We've got the Galaxy T-shirt that we're going to be making. Um, another acrylic painting on canvas. Tie-dye. Um, wood signs. Um, what else do we have? We have a steampunk industrial lamp we're going to be making. Oh, that's cool. Uh, mantle box. Yeah. String art. Uh planting flowers and learning to decorate the pots, macrame, um, anything that these artisans do at their homes, we have a large enough area here. We have a 20 by 20 classroom and we serve food and drink because a lot of people come straight from work. Hmm. We usually have Wednesdays and Fridays. So coming in straight from work, they're hungry. They don't have time to, you know, stop and eat when the mm. class, they get out of work at five and the classes, you know, start at six, six thirty. So yeah. we do feed them and we have a good time. And actually, I laughed the other night because I said the classes are scheduled six thirty to eight thirty or nine. Mm. And the alarm sets automatically at eleven. And I'm usually dragging people out. I'm like, you oh, gotta wow. go because they're having a good time. You yeah, know? they don't want to yeah. leave. We have we have a lot of a, a lot of fun with these. In your studio, that where you teach the classes, you call it the Whippoorwill Seed Bed. I do. Seed S E E D B E D Seed Bed. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sandy, you know we've covered a lot in this interview. Uh, it, before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know about your story your company um mainly that i i advertise for artisans all the time Mm -hmm. i will make room for you and what i kind of pride myself on with this studio being different than a lot is most of them like the artisans have to pick and choose to bring in just a couple things and they can't really be represented um here they have a large space um they can bring in sometimes 20 and 30 things and every artisan is representative because they have to bring in a picture of themselves they have to bring in their story and so each artisan is represented Hmm. so there's no questions asked when you go up and you're like oh that you know that that's really pretty and their story is right there. Their contact information huh. is there. And also they are told that they have to have something priced for everyone. Huh. So they can have um, the ceiling price is theirs. They price mm-hmm. their own things. The ceiling price is theirs, but they need to have something at least 10 or $20 because I don't like people coming in my shop. Mm-hmm. and wanting something and falling in love with an artist and not being able to leave with it. Hmm, that's cool. So yeah, the, like that. the price range has got to be affordable for everyone. Yeah. I don't care if you're an artist, make a five by seven canvas. Mm, if you're great. a candle maker, make a small teacup candle, something yeah. they can leave with. Very good. In closing, Sandy, how can our listeners learn more about Whipperwell Woods and Waters and maybe even get in touch with you? Um, through Facebook, all my information is on Facebook. All mm-hmm. the contact information is on there. And also if you visit mountaineercountry.com, mm-hmm. then our information is also through there. We use Instagram, 
And most of the information, because a lot of our clientele does not have social media, does not use social media. And so what I do is I always make posters for them and they're put mm -hmm. at the doorways and they're kept abreast of anything that we have going here, any classes that are being offered. And that way they, they can keep up on things without being embarrassed and, and saying, well, you know, I don't use social media or I don't know mm -hmm. how. So, um, yeah, that's great. Well, Sandy, um, it's been a great honor to have you on the show today. I think what you're do doing uh, there at the Seneca Center in Morgantown is really great, and I just want to encourage you to keep up the great work. I appreciate that, Jim. I appreciate the opportunity to be on your show, and um, I I'm, I'm grateful for any advertisement that comes my way, <laughs> and I love what you do. Oh, that's so, so cool. I am honored to be a guest. Thank you so much. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another uh, episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like Sandy Giuliani and her company Whippoorwill Woods and Waters in Morgantown, West Virginia, our hope is that we in some way inspire and motivate you guys by sharing these success stories in West Virginia. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. And of course, we appreciate all of your comments and encouragement as well. And uh, please, you know, don't hesitate to share these on your social media channels. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia.